What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hog Line Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, and you are listening to episode 12 of the Hog Line Podcast. Week three in the NFL season, a lot to get into today. I can't believe it's week three already. Seems like it's flying by. It does every season, it feels like. So week three is already upon us. A lot to get into today. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode with Austin Carroll, episode 11, I'm going to have a similar itinerary to last week. Uh, we're going to be recapping the Thursday night football game between the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. First win for the Browns, and obviously a lot to get into with Baker Mayfield. Uh, after that, I'm going to be moving on to week three in the NFL season. I'm going to be giving you what I'm looking forward to the most and the uh, biggest storylines of the week. And there's going to be a lot that I have to say about that. And I'd say most notably Carson Wentz's return. I know all you Eagles fans are very excited to see your MVP candidate, Carson Wentz, back out there in action. And to close out the show today, I'm going to be giving you some fantasy football advice. Hopefully I do a little bit better than last week. I didn't necessarily give the best advice last week, but I'm giving you my starts and sits of the week at each position in fantasy football. Uh, It's just me today. Uh, Jack couldn't make it on the show today. He's got a busted laptop, so... We apologize for that. I wanted to have Jack back on the show, but he'll be back on soon if you enjoy his takes. I know I do. They're quite comical sometimes, and sometimes he's right, but, you know, that's Jack. Wild guy. Um, Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. Thursday night football between the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. The Cleveland Browns got their first win in nearly two years, and the score of the game was 21-17 Cleveland. Uh, and obviously, if you watch the game, you know that Baker Mayfield entered the game. I believe it was the, I don't know if he came out at halftime or the beginning of, the end of the first half, excuse me, but Baker Mayfield made his NFL debut on Thursday night, and he looked pretty good, not going to lie. Uh, during the whole draft process, and if you talk to me, uh, you knew I wasn't necessarily the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I didn't really believe in him. And uh, I, I'm starting to starting to get on the train. I'm not, I'm not on the Baker bandwagon. I'm not necessarily a big fan of his, but I recognize that he he looked great on Thursday. I, I can't deny what I saw out there. Uh, his stats: he went 17 for 23 with 201 yards, no touchdowns, no picks either, and he caught that nifty two point conversion from Jarvis Landry. Uh, and it was just a totally totally different offense with Baker out there compared to Tyrod. Tyrod, I don't remember his stats exactly. I don't have them up in front of me, but I think Tyrod was like 14 of 19 or something like that. And he, I don't really know, but he had, he was just not looking good. He didn't really connect on his deep balls and he was just checking down a lot, very conservative. And obviously the Browns offense was very stagnant and it took an injury to take him out and have Baker in there. So I hope Tyrod's all right, but I don't think he'll be seeing the field for the rest of the season, quite frankly. I think Tyrod's time is done. And it's going to be Baker for the rest of the season. Uh, the whole Browns offense looked so alive when he came in there. It was like night and day. Uh, he was zipping passes in there. And he, he just, I don't know. It, it, the whole mindset of the whole entire team seemed to change when he went in there. Uh, and I, 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 there was a lot of things going his way. Like, it was a short week for the New York Jets, their defense. Uh, they were at home. And uh, there was no film on him in the NFL yet, but... I don't want to discredit what he did. He had a, an unbelievable debut for the Cleveland Browns and completely sparked that team in that city and propelled them to victory. So 
I mean, hats off to the Cleveland, and it looks like they have their guy. I, anyway, it's hard to say. After, he just played one half of football, but, I mean, he looks unbelievable. And uh, I don't think the Browns are no – I don't think they're no longer a laughing stock. you know? I don't say – I don't think you can just chalk – if you're looking at the Browns in your schedule, if you're an NFL team, I don't think you can look at that game and say, wow, it's an automatic win like you have been able to for the past – Honestly, for the past decade, honestly, decade plus, but especially the past two seasons. But that is no longer the case. The Browns look like they are um, starting to gain some steam. I know they're one, one, and one, and we'll see how they do for the rest of the season. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but the culture is changing in Cleveland, and all things must come to an end eventually. And they're going to find success eventually, and it could be right around the corner, honestly. Uh, so if if you're a jet going to the other side of the field with the New York Jets. If you're a Jets fan, probably a pretty deflating loss. Uh, you gave the Browns their first win in two seasons almost. So it, it, not the best feeling. And obviously this is a game you thought you should be able to win. And the Jets dropped to 1-2 and two on the season. Uh, Sam Darnold did not look great. He had no touchdowns and he had two interceptions. But, I mean, that's Sam Darnold for you. He, he had some turnover problems in college. I think he lost like nine fumbles. I could be wrong on that. His uh, junior year in college, his last year at USC. But, I mean, he, he turns the ball over, and that, that's what you get sometimes. But he's a gunslinger, and he will recover. I'm still a huge believer in Sam Darnold. I have always been. I believed he was the safest pick in the draft. Although, I'd, I think – I'll get to it in a second here with Josh Rosen. But I think Josh Rosen is going to be the best quarterback in this uh, 2018 draft class for the quarterbacks. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Sam Darnold, I wouldn't panic if I were Jets fans, obviously. Uh, it's his rookie season. You have to acknowledge that he's a rookie. And there's going to be a learning curve. So I still stand by. I think the Jets will win seven games. I think Sam Darnold's going to be a winner in this league. And uh, I think I said it last episode, but I think the Jets could win the division next season, 2019. I still think they're about a year or two away from making that playoff push. But, hey, I think the Jets have a great roster. And... I mean, obviously a tough, tough loss for them on Thursday night, but uh, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think the Jets, their time is also right around the corner. Two up-and-coming teams, I believe, in the NFL. So, you know, that honestly, that first half was tough to watch. I was just, I was kind of upset. That first quarter, no one scored. It was a scoreless first quarter. And uh, I'm like, wow, I can't believe the NFL put these two teams on. And obviously the game picked up when Baker went in and it just kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game. And obviously it was obviously very entertaining from that point on. But that first quarter, man, that was that was rough. Uh, <laughs> that was not good football. And I'm glad that it changed. And uh, I mean, yeah. So overall, pretty exciting game, especially at the end, the second half. And I'm glad I watched pretty much. I watched every snap practically. I think I missed a few the first few minutes of the second half. But I watched this game from start to finish and. You know, pretty exciting game between two young quarterbacks that could be stars in this league for the next decade plus. Uh, so that's the Thursday night recap. I, I That's going to conclude that. I'm going to move on to week three in the NFL. A lot to get into here, including Carson Wentz. All you Eagles fans, I know you're excited to have him back out there. Uh, I mean, obviously, Nick Foles, you know, he did what he could. And uh, he's a streaky quarterback. Obviously, had his hot streak last year in the postseason but didn't necessarily, necessarily, excuse me, start off the best way uh, for 2018. Uh, and the Eagles' offense is uh, kind of middle of the road right now, middle of the pack. Uh, I don't, 
I don't remember. I don't remember the score of the first the Thursday night game versus the Falcons, but they didn't look great versus the Bucks last week. Uh, and I mean, obviously the Bucks are hot right now, but obviously a game you want to win. Carson Wentz makes his return at home versus the Indianapolis Colts, and I honestly can't think of a better situation for Carson to walk back into. I mean, the Colts defense not great. I know they did well last week versus the Redskins, and they they have some playmakers on the young playmakers in the defense, but. You know, their defense is still nothing that scares me, and it shouldn't scare the Eagles, honestly. Uh, I think Carson's going to have a good game. Uh, he may show a little signs of rust, but I, I think that he's going to walk right in back into that situation. I think the Eagles are going to win by 10 to 14 points, honestly. Uh, and I, I expect Carson Wentz to do big things in his return. I, I Maybe a little rust, but I'm not expecting too much slack. I think he will... I expect an efficient game. I believe Doug Peterson will come up with a game plan to, uh, you know, ease him back into action, but also be efficient at the same time. I trust the Eagles coaching staff to game plan around this situation. And uh, I don't know. I expect the Eagles to kill it this game. And I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously you all know that I'm not, not an Eagles fan and I don't like Eagles, Eagles fans per se, but I mean, Carson Wentz is honestly one of he's one of the great guys in this league, and I want to hate him so bad. I really do, because I wish the Eagles just had a big jerk as their quarterback, and I could just it was so easy to hate. But you can't hate Carson Wentz. Uh, he's so positive, and I, I I love Carson Wentz. I think he's gonna be amazing if he can stay healthy. I, I, it goes without saying with any player in the league if they can stay healthy, but if he can stay healthy, I think he's gonna be unbelievable. He should have an MVP season under his belt sometime in his career. Uh, and, I mean, just good to see him back out there and healthy again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, he, this knee situation is kind of tricky, honestly. He was kind of – I mean, obviously you all know what happened in week one. He uh, looked like his season was over when that Bears defensive lineman fell on his leg. But – Miraculously, he came back out there and led the Packers uh, from – they came back from a 20-point deficit and beat the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football in week one. And uh, last week, there was some, you know, doubt whether he'd be back out there in action. Uh, they played the Minnesota Vikings, and they tied, honestly. Two ties. That's just a side note. It's kind of weird that there's been two ties in the first two weeks, and there wasn't any last year. I kind of thought there was. at the uh, When they made that rule change, they go from the 15-minute overtime to the 10-minute overtime – I thought there was going to be more ties, and they made that change last season. But oddly enough, there was none, and there were, there's two already this season. Just weird stuff. I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, that was a tangent, but weird stuff going on there. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers played pretty well last week versus the Vikings. They've got a tough defense, and he did pretty well. I don't remember his stats exactly. I think he had 16 fantasy points. But, uh, you know, decent day from Aaron Rodgers. But this is a, this is a tricky situation if you look at it. I... I kind of heard this conspiracy theory. I listen to a lot of other sports podcasts and just a lot of other podcasts in general, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and this one guy that I listened to came up with a conspiracy theory that Carson Wentz, Carson, not Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, has a torn ACL and he just is playing through it. I mean, you can, I think Philip Rivers did that earlier on in his career. He played through a torn ACL, which I don't know how that's possible. I just think he, like the guy thought that Carson, I keep saying Carson Wentz. Aaron Rodgers has a torn ACL, and he's just going to play with this big, big brace on his knee and play through it. I mean, that that'd be crazy if it. I mean, 
he said, like, don't be surprised if at the end of the season, uh, Aaron Rodgers is has surgery for an a torn ACL, which that'd be crazy. And I don't, I'm kind of like weary and uneasy about how well he'll hold up. I mean, he looks even last game, he looked like he was limping around out there. So it's just a situation we're going to have to monitor throughout the season. And I have Aaron Rodgers on one of my fantasy teams. And if you have him, I mean, he looks like he could break honestly, but he's kind of superhuman. So you never know what Aaron Rodgers can do. So just a situation to look after as his knee as it progresses throughout the season. Uh, yeah, so that's that with Aaron Rodgers. And I want to talk about the Steelers. Uh, God, they are ugh, they make me mad sometimes. I don't I don't know why we start off slow every season. Uh, is because we don't play our starters in the preseason. I mean, no team does that, but they don't start off slow. I don't know why we start off slow. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, we can't even get to Le'Veon right now. We don't have time for that. But I, I, I don't know. It's just not. It's just weird that how slow we start, and we seem to pick it up throughout the season. But God, I hope that's the case this time because uh, we do not look good right now. Offense, uh, you know, week one didn't look great, but it rebounded last week nicely against the Kansas City Chiefs. Put up thirty-seven points, I believe. Ben had five, four or five touchdowns, I believe. So the offense rebounded, but the defense, my God, they look horrible. I, I know Mahomes is killing it, and he he played we played the Chiefs last week and he killed it, but they can't stop anyone. I don't I don't know. They the secondary is terrible. I for years, for years of Artie Burns' career, I have stuck up for Artie Burns when Jack Jack would always come at me and say Artie Burns is trash. Artie Burns can't cover anyone. Artie Burns couldn't make our high school team. But I stuck up for Artie Burns every single time. I'm like, he's young. He's got potential. Just wait it out, Jack. It'll be right. I'm done with that. I am done sticking up for Artie Burns. He sucks. He sucks. He's not good. And I'm going to say it right now. And Steelers, I don't know what they got to do to move on from him. But they got to figure it out. Ah, uh, man, they, their secondary is terrible. I, it's like Swiss cheese. There's so many holes. Can't stop anyone. And I hope it picks up eventually because it's tough to watch sometimes. I watched the whole game in the Steelers-Chiefs game last week, and uh, it was brutal. But uh, And we got they got a hot Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got to face Ryan Fitzpatrick, who looks like the MVP of the league. I don't know how they're going to – I mean, uh, I just hope that we can pull out this victory on Monday Night Football versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I'm not I'm not that worried because I know that the Steelers always pick it up as the season progresses. But if we can't win this game, I'm going to start to panic a little bit because that's it's not looking good. And uh, the Steelers need to show me something in this game for, to make me feel confident throughout the rest of the season. So, I mean, I'm going to be a little nervous. I'm going to be nervous watching that game. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes on Tuesday. And I'll either be a happy camper next episode or I will be depressed. So we'll find out. Uh, one final storyline that I want to get into for the week uh, week three in the NFL season is Josh Rosen. I have been a big fan of Josh Rosen uh, throughout the whole process of his last year in college. I've been studying him closely and uh, looking at his stats and his like you know his highlights and stuff. I've been studying Josh Rosen a lot. And I have said that he's going to be the best draft in best quarterback, excuse me, in this uh, draft class. And I don't know why he's not out there. Uh, I'd have some stats written down of how uh, horrible Sam Bradford has been throughout the first two games of the season. 
he has 243 yards in the season, and uh, that equates to 121.5 yards per game. Tough math, I know. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 55.6, and the Cardinals have scored six points. Six points throughout two games. They got shut out uh, last week versus the Rams, and they scored six points the week before. Sam Bradford is not a good quarterback, and I thought he'd be hurt by now. I thought we all would. I don't want to wish injury upon anyone, but he's made of glass. But he's just playing terrible, and I don't know why Josh Rosen's not out there. You see Baker Mayfield, he got his chance. You see Sam Donald started from the get-go. Even Lamar Jackson has been, and Josh Allen. I forgot about Josh Allen. Josh Allen's in there. And even Lamar Jackson's got a few snaps. So I don't know why Josh Rosen's not out there. I feel like people forget about him, too, honestly. I haven't, like, no one talks about him, and I don't know why. And I think people are going to be talking about him soon, and it's time. He needs to be out there, and I don't know. What do the Cardinals have to lose? They stink. They can't get any worse. So why not see what the young guy has? We know what Sam Bradford is. We know what his ceiling is. Why not put the young guy out there? And, uh, I mean, I can't wait to see Josh Rosen. I think he's going to completely rejuvenate the Cardinals' offense. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be exciting to watch. So, Cardinals, don't screw it up. Please put him in there. And the time, it's enough. Sam Bradford's had his time. It's Rosen time. So, look out for Josh Rosen to be in there within the first couple. I'd put him out. I'd start him now. I'd start him week three. But, I mean, hopefully he's out there within the next couple weeks. So, look out for that as you are... Uh, you know, seeing how things progress. So that is the week three storylines. Uh, that's all I had to vent about today, about week three. Very excited to watch. I, I think the NFL season, I mean, it's great every year, but I just, I don't know. I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to move on to my starts and sits of the week at each position in fantasy football. Uh, at quarterback this week, I have Jared Goff versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Why do I have Jared Goff as the start of the week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do know why. Uh, the Rams have a very high-powered offense. Uh, you know, they got weapons all over the place. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and obviously Todd Gurley, who could have won MVP last year. Uh, I know the Rams are rolling. They look amazing. And Jared Goff's going to have a great week. Uh, the Char- He does have a uh, kind of a little difficult matchup versus the Chargers. It's the L.A. Bowl, the L.A. Rams versus the L.A. Chargers. Um, and But, you know, the Chargers are a little banged up. Joey Bosa hasn't played yet this season. And I, the Chargers defense isn't as good as people thought it was going to be. Still a okay defense, but Joey Bosa being not being out there really affects them. So I think Jared Goff is going to, you know, have a very good day, and he'll exceed his projections. So Goff's my start of the week at quarterback. And to sit this week, I have Russell Wilson versus the Cowboys. And uh, it's just sad to see because Russell Wilson, you know, great talent, but he really can't do it. He can't do it all by himself. He's playing with his weapons are really dwindling out there. He's throwing to Brandon Marshall, who's 35, 36 years old. And uh, throwing to Will Disley. I didn't, I didn't even know who that was two weeks ago. So his weapons are dwindling. And uh, the Cowboys, they're playing the Cowboys, by the way, the Seahawks are. They got an underrated front seven, you know. I mean, for all, I, I never took the Cowboys defense too seriously, but they're they're playing pretty well this year. I mean, they held the, the Panthers in week one to 16 points. And, I mean, it's not hard, but they completely blanked the, the Giants last week. The Giants were putrid. Terrible. So, but, the, I mean, their front seven's good. Their secondary is still a little work to do, but their front seven's good. They got 
obviously Demarcus Lawrence, who's an amazing talent. And they got Taco Char- Charlton. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but um, you know, underrated front seven. I think they could pose problems for the Seahawks, who on the other side of the ball they don't have a good offensive line, so not really going to be stopping anyone there. And I think Wilson could be under pressure all day long. And uh, I mean, obviously, if you draft the Russell Wilson, you know, you're probably starting him. Still, you're not really picking anyone off the waiver wire because he hasn't been that bad. But just beware a little bit of that. Just uh, lessen your expectations a little bit, I'd say, if you have Wilson on your team and you want to go ahead and start him. I'd be a little bit cautious. At running back this week, for my start, I have Marshawn Lynch at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, You know, Marshawn Lynch hasn't been, obviously he's old. He's 32 years old, and that's very old for the running back position. And he hasn't been very efficient this year. He's had, uh, I have it written down here. He's got 29 carries for 106 yards, and that equates to 3.7 yards per carry over the first two games of the season. Not very efficient, but, I mean, he gets a lot of volume. John Gruden likes to run the ball, and he gives it to Marshawn Lynch. So a lot of carries coming his way, and uh, he's still a pretty, he's like a good to maybe even elite goal line running back. He finds the end zone. He's a bruiser, and that's important. So, I mean, if he can get work around the, around the goal line and he scores, if he scores one touchdown, his day is, that's good from a fantasy perspective. So I think Lynch finds the end zone this week, and just based on volume alone, He's a good start for, uh, for this week going against the Dolphins. For the sit, another, not necessarily a sit, but a kind of an uh, owner beware, I have David Johnson. Uh, obviously, if you've drafted David Johnson two years in a row now, last year, obviously, with the injury, only played one game. Very devastating, and it cost you your first, probably your first overall pick in fantasy. And then this year, he hasn't been good at all, probably because I of stupid Sam Bradford, who ruins everything, who I just vented about a few minutes earlier. Uh, the Cardinals offense looks terrible, and I know the uh, Cardinals coaching staff uh, said they wanted to make more of an effort to give David Johnson the football, but it's just tough to watch the Cardinals offense right now, and I don't really trust them to get him the ball necessarily, and he's got a bad matchup. He's playing the Chicago Bears, and obviously we know what they've been able to do since Khalil Mack has arrived in town, and uh, I mean, their defense looks like a force to be reckoned with, so... Again, you're not going to sit David Johnson because he's David Johnson and he could go off any week of the season. But, I mean, it's just hard to trust the Cardinals right now, quite frankly. So that's my sit of the week is David Johnson. Uh, At wide receiver, my start is Sammy Watkins versus the San Francisco 49ers. I can't believe I just said that out loud. I have uh, bashed Sammy Watkins to death. I've said that he's not good. And I still don't think he is, but I really believe in this matchup versus the 49ers. Um, you know, with some injuries piling up around the league, some guys are questionable, some guys are out. You might have Watkins on your bench, and I think he's a good play this week if you need to replace someone with injury or whatever have you there. Um, you know, I don't. I think he had over 100 yards last week. Yeah, he did have over 100 yards last week versus the Steelers. And he's facing another weak secondary in San Francisco, so... Very favorable matchup for Sammy Watkins. And Mahomes has shown that he can spread the ball around to all the weapons that the Chiefs have. So, I mean, he's shown that he could support, you know, various wide receivers to have, you know, top 20 weeks or whatever. So I I think uh, Sammy Watkins is in for a big week this week. And my sit of the week, I I had him as my sit of the week last week. It's Amari Cooper, and I... uh, Again, not a big Amari Cooper fan. I don't think he's that good. 
and he proved me wrong last week against the Denver Broncos secondary. He had, what was it? He had uh, 10 catches for 116 yards, so very good week in PPR. Pretty decent week for standard leagues. Uh, I don't think Cooper is going to repeat. He's known to be very inconsistent throughout his career uh, from a game-to-game standpoint in terms of fantasy. So, I mean, it'd be very Amari Cooper-like if he just sucked this week, and I'm calling that. I think he's not going to be good. And uh, I, I mean, Dolphins defense, they have some guys. You know, They have some playmakers on the secondary. They have uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who is a first-round talent. And they have uh, Rasheed Jones, who leads the league in interceptions right now with two. So, I mean, the Dolphins, I, I called them the worst team in the league, and I was wrong about that as well. But I think they could do a number on Amari Cooper this week. I'd be keeping Amari Cooper on the bench just because he had a good week last week. Doesn't necessarily it's gonna mean it's going to carry over to week three. So that's going to be that. I'd keep Amari Cooper on the bench if I were you. Tight end this week, uh, my start is Trey Burton going against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. I I have Amari, uh, not Amari Cooper. I have Trey Burton on one of my fantasy teams, and I haven't been able to get him right so far. First week I played him, and he got 15 yards. Next week I sat him, and he scores a touchdown. So tight end could be a guessing game. It honestly is if you don't have one of the top guys in Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, or whatever. You know, if you don't have one of those top guys, it's pretty much a guessing game whether these guys are going to get in the end zone or not, and that pretty much determines whether they have a good fantasy week or not. So, uh, but if I had to bet, I think Trey Burton's going to have a solid week this week. The Cardinals haven't been able to stop anyone on defense, um, you know, and I, Trubisky looked his way last week, especially in the red zone. Uh, they, I think he had four targets, which isn't a lot, but hey, if a tight end can get red zone looks, that's all you're asking for. I think Trey Burton's going to have a good week. I'm going to go ahead and put my fist down and say it. Trey Burton, lock him in your starting lineups. Uh, for sit. I have Evan Ingram going against the Houston Texans in Houston. Um, And, I I mean, Evan Ingram's a talented guy, great route runner for a tight end, pretty much like a wide receiver, pretty much, quite frankly. Uh, But, again, Giants, not a good football team. Eli Manning and the offensive line are just so bad that it's hard to trust anyone. I mean, outside of Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley, the rest of the guys like Shepard and you know, Evan Ingram and the rest of their, I don't, I don't know why you would have any other wide receivers, but it's hard to trust those secondary guys because it's, um, you know, there's only one football. And I know I've said this earlier, I mean, uh, in an earlier episode, excuse me, but Evan Ingram, not really expecting too much outside. Of the, I mean, he was pretty lucky to catch that garbage time touchdown in week two, but outside of that, he was really doing nothing against the Cowboys. So I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't count on garbage time every single week with Evan Ingram, so I'd keep him on your bench and look for other options if you have them. Uh, Yeah. So that is my episode this week, episode 12, week three of the NFL season. A uh, lot to look forward to, and I can't wait to uh, watch Red Zone. And I have I got some homework to do, but unfortunately, but I'm going to watch as much as I can and, uh, you know, hope for the best. I hope the Steelers win on Monday night, and that's going to be – I'm going to be a nervous wreck during that. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully they can pull it out. And I hope Carson Wentz looks healthy and looks good for all you Eagles fans. I know I'll say it. But, um, yeah. Hope he does well. Hope he stays healthy. I hope everyone stays healthy. I don't want anyone ever to get hurt. You never want to see that. So, anyway, that's today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, As always, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want, The Hogline Podcast. And be sure to follow the show on Instagram, at The Hogline Podcast. And feel free to follow uh, follow me if you want, at Mitchell Manis. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a good weekend, and peace.